Hey everybody, this is Michael Ogbana, and you are listening to another episode in the day in the life of Augie. In this episode, I'm going to start a three-part series where I talk about how to actually have a relationship with God. As you guys know, we're doing a series this season on how to keep and grow your relationship with God. But I just wanted to start off by, um, you know, you can't really keep and grow something that you don't even know how to have. So I just want to talk briefly and practically about how to have a relationship with God. Um, Please share this podcast and I hope you guys enjoy it. Follow us on all social media platforms and follow us and subscribe onto our YouTube channel. Thank you so much and enjoy the episode. It's a day in the life of Abby. Yeah, yeah. It's a day in the life of Abby. Hey, everybody. Today, we're going to talk about how to have a, a relationship with God. We are doing a series titled How to Keep and Grow Your Relationship with God While in College. And I just wanted to, before I went into like the practicals and the life experiences that I've had um, to help you guys, I wanted to first just address how to actually have a relationship with God. And so I just wanted to really break it down um, for everyone to understand. And it's been great even for myself to just go back and and re- revisit these things that people think are basic concepts. But really, you know, these are the foundations of your Christian experience and it it doesn't hurt to go back and review it and really uh, understand why you are saved and why you have to be saved and why you need Jesus. The, the, The main thing that I've noticed going through school, growing up, um, being around pretty successful people, people that are very intelligent, talented, smart, um, have great families, great wealth, the main thing, the main issue you have to deal with in that crowd is people that just think that, you know, their life is straight. They don't need God. <laughs> they, they they don't really need anything from God. Their life is perfect. They don't have any issues. Their parents give them everything. They have everything they need. Why would they need to surrender their life to to God, you know? Most of them would say they're great people. You know, they're they're really nice, friendly. They don't do anything wrong. They don't they keep to themselves. They don't do anybody wrong. They would say, so why would why do I need to surrender my life to Jesus? Uh, That's that's the that's the thing that it's hard for certain people to understand. And especially in people that are very intelligent and they kind of take pride in and who they are, you know, you, you, you'll hear things like, oh, people only like weak minded people think they need God. People that go to church and believe in God and specifically Christianity, believe in Jesus. They're just kind of weak minded there. They're using Jesus and their religion as a crutch. You'll hear that a lot. But what people don't understand is you know, we've acknowledged our need for God, regardless of what we are in this life, regardless of how rich you are, how successful you are. Everyone has a time. Everyone has to come to that place where they realize they need God, because you know what? You could be a millionaire, but your kid could be on heroin 
and literally draining all your money. You could be a billionaire, have everything in the world, but you you one day wake up and you have cancer and your life is literally over in a matter of months. There's millionaires, billionaires that are dying of cancer and and they just die and that's it. They can't take their riches to heaven. So it doesn't matter who you are or who you think you are. We all need a savior. We all need divine help from heaven. But we can't save ourselves and we can't earn our way to heaven. We cannot earn salvation. But think about this. There's this parable in Matthew 19, Matthew 19, um, where someone comes up to Jesus and is like, Master, what can I do to attain eternal life? Like, what can I do to attain salvation? And Jesus said, um, obey these commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not lie. Do not, you know, have any other God before me. He pretty much just lists the commandments. And the guy replies and was like, Master, I have done these all. And Jesus is like, wow, you are right. You have done these all. But this is one thing that you lack. And Jesus told the guy, sell everything that you have, give it to the poor, and then follow me. After Jesus told this guy that, the guy got really sad and walked away, the Bible says. Um, And then the Bible mentions that it says he had many possessions. And so he was sad. And so it was interesting that when Jesus, you know, when Jesus called that out the thing that had his heart he wasn't willing to give it up the thing that you know he took pride in his finances his money it's not it's not the case for everybody but a lot of the cases it's the finances and that's when jesus said he said truly i say to you that it will be hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven and again again i say to you it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. That's a that's a pretty strong statement. So strong that the disciples, when Jesus said that, that he was like, Master, if that's the case, like how can anybody be saved? If 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 it's that hard for a rich man to get to heaven, how can anybody be saved? And that's when Jesus said, With man it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Many people listen, hear that parable and they're like, oh, well, if you have money and you're rich, you can't get to heaven. You might as well sell everything you have and give it to the poor. You know, that's not what Jesus was saying. That was just that particular guy's issue. But not everyone's issue is money. But the main thing that Jesus was trying to point out here when he was saying that is when he means rich, he's he's just talking about those who are prideful in their own their own abilities, their own possessions, their own intellect. People think that they're good because, you know, they're successful. They have money. They have a successful business. They're they're putting their pride in in these earthly things and they don't acknowledge their need for God. They don't think that they need God. They don't think that their life requires him. And that's why Jesus said with man, it is impossible to enter the kingdom of heaven, but with God, all things are possible. And so the thing is, you cannot save yourself and man cannot save himself. No matter how good that man thinks he is, no matter how many good deeds 
that you that a man tries to do, you cannot save yourself. You cannot get to heaven by your own works. That's literally the definition of religion. Religion is man's attempt to get to God. Religion is you got to do this, this and this and this and don't do this, this and this and then you can go to heaven. But there's a scripture in Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. It says, for by grace, we have been saved through faith. And this is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works. In other words, nothing that you did. It's a gift so that no one can boast. So that's why God set it up this way. He set it up to where you can't earn your way to heaven because if that was the case, we could just say, okay, I gave this amount of money to the poor. I helped this many homeless people. I did this good deed. And that's why I deserve to go to heaven. But that's not how it works. The only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ. And the only way that we can even acknowledge that we need him is by realizing that we're all born into sin. The Bible says in Romans um, 3.23, it says that for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That, mean, that means that nobody on the earth can say that they've never sinned. And it's interesting because um, I, I, most of you guys know Mike Todd, pastor of Transformation Church. He's killing it. He's killing the game, man. He, Transformation Nation is just worldwide and every Sunday a lot of people tune into his services. I just happened to listen to his service on a podcast from Easter and he preached a sermon called Stained. And essentially what he was getting at was that every person on the face of the earth has been stained with sin, whether they know it or not. It's funny because you know when you go to Soul Win and talk to people about Jesus and you ask him a question, you, be, you tell him, hey, man, if you were to die tonight, do you know without a shadow of a doubt you would go to heaven? Like I, I ask people this all the time when I'm soul winning. Do you know without a shadow of a doubt you would go to heaven if you died right now? And most of them, they'll be like, they'll think about it and be like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't understand why I wouldn't. I, you know, I don't do anything wrong. I haven't killed anybody. I, I keep to myself. Uh, I go to church every once in a while. I pray every once in a while. You see these things, you know, they are, they're saying things that they've done to deserve to go to heaven, right? But in reality, none of us deserve to go to heaven. None of us deserve anything because we were born into sin. And that's what Pastor Mike Todd was talking about. He was saying that we're all stained. We are all stained from birth. Maybe we were born into a terrible family. And, you know, we didn't deserve to be born into that family, but that's just what happened. It's the same thing with everyone on earth, whether you're in a good family and you, you have a lot of money or you're in a terrible family, single parent household, and, and you have nothing. We're all born into sin because of Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve were the first two people that God created. And God created them and they lived in this garden. They lived in this huge garden. And God said, you can eat a anything you want in this garden except for this one tree do not eat any fruit from this one tree and so there was a serpent later on that came to talk to eve which was adam's wife and pretty much deceived him deceived her into eating the fruit disobeying what god clearly told her not to do the serpent is uh, deceived eve into doing and at that moment that's when sin came into the world 
And so everybody after that, everybody after that was literally born into sin. That's why it says in Romans 5, 18, it says, therefore, just as through the trespass or or the sin of one man came condemnation for all men. So through the righteous act of one, justification came. So because of one act, because of that sin of Adam and Eve, sin came into the whole world. But that's why Jesus came. Because the Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. God had to send Jesus to die on the cross for our sins that we had. And then he was the penalty um, that paid for the sins. And that's why when we accept him into our heart, we our sins are forgiven and we become a new creature. The Bible says that the old person for anyone that is in Christ, this is second Corinthians five for anyone that is in Christ is a new creature. The old things have passed away and all things become new. It's because when you accept Jesus into your heart, you are forgiven of all of your sins and you become a new creature. You become it's what they call being born again. And that is the start. That is that free gift that you receive when you um, get born again. And that is literally the start of having a relationship with God. And you cannot do anything to earn that. And that's the most difficult thing for people to understand, especially people that maybe they grow up in church, but they're not really saved or people that grow up in a nice household with a successful parents and a lot of money. And, um, you know, they just feel like they don't need God and they're good. But Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. And nobody can come to the father except through me. That's what Jesus said. So we all need Jesus. No matter where you come from, we all need him. Um, and the person that acknowledges that is the one who is wise. A lot of people think that if you're a Christian, you're you're just weak minded. Like I said earlier, weak minded, you're using it as a crush, a crutch. But Jesus actually calls you a wise man when you decide to build your life on the Bible and on on the word of God and, and, and Jesus. He calls you a wise man. He actually calls those who are foolish, those who um, you know don't build their life on God and the word of God. And he actually says that only a fool says in their heart that there is no God. That's what God. That's what it says, that only a fool would really look in the world and see everything and say and conclude there's no God. And so the foundation to having a relationship with God is acknowledging first off that you need him, regardless of your status, your economic status, regardless of what you think you are and how good you think you are. You have to acknowledge that you cannot get to heaven by anything good that you do, but you can only get to heaven by accepting that free gift that Jesus paid for on the cross for you to receive. It's a free gift because we don't have to do anything to earn it. All we have to do is receive it. Jesus had to literally die for that, for us. But that's why he says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him, whoever believes in him should not perish in hell, but have everlasting life. God so loved the world. It's crazy to think that God, Jesus died for people that might would never even accept him. But he was willing to do that just so that you would potentially accept him. 
And so I want you guys to really realize this as a, as we go into this series. I think it's going to be like a three part series. This is the foundation to having a relationship with God is acknowledging that you need him regardless of how good you think you are, because no one can come to the father except um, through Jesus. And um, when you acknowledge your need for him, that's the beginning. And I, I want to just start off with that and I'll, I'll continue in another podcast. But thank you guys for listening and tune in next time to A Day in the Life of Augie. It's a day in the life of Augie.